Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. So welcome to it. This is Untapped Talent with myself, Sia Sangwenifin, right on cliffcentral.com. Thank you so much for having me on. Now, this week is actually going to be a very special edition of the show. Now, before we get all sentimental, and actually, let's just get sentim- sentimental. Untapped Talent began back in 2014 for me. And I remember it was created as a way for the station to just simply accommodate auditions. There were people who wanted to be on-air personalities on the station. So we said, sure, come on, let's have an hour and let's just chat. I remember it was just a show between myself and these auditionees. We were together in studio. We were having the most random conversations. But as random as these conversations may have been, I began to notice that this was actually more than just a show. Untapped Talent began to become this cornerstone of what the station believes in, which is shining a spotlight on young individuals and giving them an opportunity to go after their dreams. So after our lineup was cemented and filled, we had no space for further additions. And literally, I believe you me, we had many an email to send out to explain this. But we shifted our talent focus. We changed it from just on-air hopefuls and engaged with more talented youngsters. Everyone from photographers and singers to sportsmen and bloggers. Heck, I've, I've even interviewed a ventriloquist at one point. But week after week, I got to sit across inspiring individuals who had an extraordinary story to tell. And as diverse as as these occupations may have been, the common thread was all the same. Someone just simply taking charge of their own lives and living out their dreams. And that is how we've now ended up here. After much thought process going into this, I've realized that the true power in telling this, there, there is true power rather, in telling the story of building that dream as well. Discussing how you realize the moment of opportunity, how to really grab that moment and how to own it and how to go and make a success of it. Now, for the longest of times, I battled with who could teach this lesson effectively until the obvious hit me. When I watched the journey of the first graduating class at the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls. Now, no pressure to the ladies I'll be speaking to in a little (laughs) bit. But I knew after telling their stories that there was really no other lesson I could still teach on this very platform. And so even though maybe moving on to focusing more on the Gareth Cliff show and all that is still to come my way, I hope the lessons shared on this last edition of the show remain with you for a lifetime. So join me for the last time on Untapped Talent as I discuss building a dream with two graduates from the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls. Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. So let's get straight into it. I'm so excited to chat to these two lovely ladies. I have joining me this this morning, Miss Givens Kosana. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for stopping by. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And then we also have your partner in crime, another lovely lady. (laughs) Hello. Miss Lesech, and I had like eloquent lessons with your surname. Sabanyan. Tabanyan. You were right. You were almost Please. there. Yes, but, but what did I do wrong? Tabanyane. Tabanyane. Ne. 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 Yes. You need to take it from the gut. Yes. What What does it mean? Uh, I remember. I remember asking my aunt what what it actually means because I thought maybe it meant something to do with stabbing, oh, like which people assumed. And then she was like, "No, it means small gray mountain okay. in Setswana." Oh. 
I may be wrong. This was a long... She may be wrong too, so I don't know. But she was like, it means small grey mountain. Yes. It dates back to when my family moved into South Africa. They live maybe next to a small grey mountain. And they figured, ha! Coming on it! That's our surname! I, I love these origins. You just can never go wrong with a true origin story. Yeah. So ladies, I'm just so excited to chat to you guys. Because I feel like you have such a unique story to tell yeah with extraordinary lessons learned yeah. along the way mm-hmm. but more than that you're just here as well at the end of the day and i think the world's perception of you is sometimes slightly different to the reality yeah. of the fact that you are just young girls True. precisely yeah. and you are young south african girls yeah. and you may have had this great experience mm-hmm. but you're also human True. exactly and you make mistakes yeah. and you All learn the along time. the way mm-hmm. and you're still just trying to put one step in front of the other True. and you yeah. move on yeah so if we were to go back i don't even know how to tackle this great story <laughs> when you go back to january 2007 it was almost 10 years ago Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a decade ago. Can you believe that so much time has gone past? Yeah. I ha- I can because I look at the jeans I used to wear and the oh. jeans I wear now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, it's like, been okay, 10 years. It's been 10 years. It makes it's sense. Been t- it makes sense. I, yes. I get it. But I think um, what people don't understand, especially about Given and I, mm-hmm. is that we mm-hmm. are friends. We are friends. We are very close. Yeah. And very. we've been friends even before the school. That's why I'm saying it's been 10 years because we met in 2006. Yeah. And then when we went to the school together, I remember just, just looking at her and being like, we made it. Mm. People thought we wouldn't. But and we, we made it. Yeah. Regardless of whatever was going on in both our lives. Because yeah. we're both raised by single parents. We both had our own issues going on in our lives. And I remember just Given's energy when I was... Because they'd all been together and yeah. I hadn't been in the school. And then when I met her, she had the best energy of anyone that I've ever met in my whole entire life. So that moment, and I was like, I have a sister. Because I don't have any siblings. I'm an only yeah. child. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can hear it in my voice. I'm very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember, I was like, I, I say it with pride. Exactly. And I was like, thank God I have yeah. 73 other people to go through the journey yeah. with it's yeah. I'm not by myself. Yeah. I when you bring up the note of you made it. Yeah. I want to go back to how old were you guys then? 13? 13. 13. That 13 year old girl. Yeah. Because I I really do believe as much as education is important, mm. it's being able to open someone's mind and to make them see things in a way that they've never been able to see, to see before. Them before. Now, when you yeah. grow up in a society in South Africa as a young black girl, when education sometimes in some instances is in place as the most mm. important thing, mm-hmm. your mindset and the society's conditioning mm. is now that, ah, well, there are yeah, low that, expectations anyway. Yeah. If you fall pregnant at 14, oh, exactly. oh well, yeah. you know, if you end up just living at home, it's like, oh, oh well. Yeah. How do you, where were you guys in life? And what was your mindset as a 13 year old just living in Soweto? Yeah. And you now, yeah, before we even get to Oleg, um, how was your life back then? So for me, before Oleg, I was literally just trying to find my way, you know, trying to figure out high school, where you're going to go. The thing about before Oleg is that I knew that Mm -hmm. life would work together for my good at the end. I knew that, you know, I I was going somewhere, but I wasn't really sure 
where I wasn't really sure how to go about it. And I think the thing that made me stand out um, in primary school was how I randomly started writing motivational speeches and saying them in the assembly. And that's True. how it started. What was that? That's how it that started. That is like immense faith. That, yeah, I like that, that's how, because... You know, before I went to Nkatuto, I, I went to another primary school. Mm. And my experience there was, you know, really unpleasant, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, and here I am at a school that encourages you to be yourself, to speak your mind. It's it's not all the time that you'll come across a, a primary school like that mm. in the township yes. that encourages young people to do more, to be more, that pushes you. Mm. So when I got into that space, I realized that I, w- I wanted to write about what I had gone through. It's a me, I don't, you know what? I can't even put it in words because what I remember was lunchtime, grade six, mm-hmm. and I just took a pen and I started writing. I started writing my story before coming to Nkatuto and started talking about how I felt mm. and how I was feeling now. Like, you know, I felt like I don't belong. I, I wasn't as confident. I don't have the power to do like all these things, but you have the power, you know, you have people that support you. And I was amazed at myself because I was like, wow, okay, girl, look at you. Yes. But, but, it's amazing. Like for me, I think it, I think there's always a force, a, a power, God yeah. that is greater than I am. That's always guiding me. So I think with that, that that's what that felt like. But how is it like to to be in an environment? Mm-hmm. You know, the the realities of living, for example, in the township. Yeah. When you have the sense of self and the sense <laughs> exactly. of faith, where you see yeah. others and you go, but that will not be my life. Yeah. Yeah. But you are operating in that reality. Exactly. What does that do for you? Exactly. It, I feel it It makes you, it creates a lot of, I don't know if, if this happened for Given, but it created a lot of, you didn't feel like you belonged. You grew, I grew up in Soweto. Mm-hmm. But I felt for a long time that I didn't belong, not in Soweto per se, because that's where I live, but I didn't belong in the mindset of Soweto from you. a young age. Like I remember when I was, Went to Nkatuta. I was already re- reading yeah. books. I was already involved Lol. in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And people were like, but children from Soweto can't speak English. But children from, and I was like, uh, well, uh, I can. Okay. Uh, yeah. I didn't have to go to a Model C school to learn how to read Tom Dickens books or anything like that. I, I went to a school in Soweto, but I also felt like I had to learn how to be Lesejo. Mm-hmm. And be Lesejo. And I had to straddle two worlds all the time. Mm. All the time. And I felt like, like it was, it constantly feels like you're on a knife's edge and you're going to fall over one side or another if you don't learn how to, how to straddle. And then I think yeah. when I went to Oleg, it, it became even worse mm. because then it was like you're straddling two, two continents now. On yeah. either side yeah. of the spectrum, yeah. these it's, identities. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. And and people don't, when you go back home, and because people, it, we didn't just go to school. Mm-hmm. Even when we were in Katsudo, they didn't just teach us A, B, C, D. They taught us how to be women, how to dress, mm. how to talk, how to create a package. When people see you and they're like, I don't know what she's going to say, but she looks like she's going to say something meaningful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the educate. And then when you meet other people, it's they they didn't get that, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, how how do <laughs> yeah. I how do I dumb down yeah. in in a sense? Yeah. How do I dumb down and not come across as condescending? Because sometimes when you say something, people are like, mm, that's a little patronizing. Yeah. That's a little condescending. Mm-hmm. So it was for me, it was a struggle. 
But I think that's remarkable in the fact that I think the fact that you guys didn't lose motivation and you didn't lose your willpower in an environment that wasn't like you. How how did you retain that? Yeah, I think for me, the thing is everything that I, for me, everything that I am, everything that inspired me at the time, everything that pushed me was based on my surroundings. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always observing what's going on with the young people that surround me, you know. So it, it was always a thing of realizing that, okay, there's adults, okay, at the time I was in grade 7, you're seeing someone in grade 12 and you can see that, you know what, things really aren't looking that good. They yeah, aren't the grass behaving. is not green. They, you know, like, they're doing whatever it is that they want to put their mind to and it's really not working for them. Mm-hmm. So for me, the unfortunate circumstances, you know, that were happening in my midst while I was in that environment were what always had me thinking, you know what, you have to do better than this. Mm. You have to push yourself and get out of this kind of circumstance so that you can come back mm. and you can change it for the better. So that was the mentality going to Oleg and not just the community, my family as true, well. You true. Know, your, your, your family is what you're thinking of. You know, we, the, the beauty of the Academy is that everyone has a story to tell. True. And, when you hear you over the five years that we're there, when you stop to hear some of the girls' experiences, and you're like, I, I didn't, I didn't have a clue, mm. and that's one of the things that we learned that you don't know people's backgrounds. Mm. You can't just be negligent with the things that you say or how yeah. you treat them and stuff. So for me, going into the academy, I had my community at the back of my head. I had my family. I had my experience growing up. Um, in an impoverished, you know, community and family and everyone always saying, yes, you poor child getting blamed for stealing people's lunches just because your wow. family can't afford. Mm-hmm. So you the one that took it, you know, and also be, <laughs> I have a body, you know, so then you have people calling you fatty. So oh, God, I dealing with that. people calling you fatty. You're dealing with people calling you poor. And that was my driving force. I was like, oh, okay. Right. Keep them coming. Keep yeah. them coming. Let's, let, I'm going to use them. And I did. And I still am. You know, that's the beauty of these experiences True. because then you can make them work in your favor. Turn, turn the lemon into lemonade. Hello. With a lot of sugar. <laughs> Hello. Hello, cliche. Hello. Hello. You know, I, I really do have to say that words have so much power. Sure. And as much as in South Africa we face a lot of um, unpleasant situations, mm. I think sometimes, and I'm speaking from a perspective of a, of a young black male, and I know mm. I've been privileged and fortunate and blessed in so many aspects mm-hmm. of my life, but my fellow young black brothers, yeah. Yeah. sometimes some of them just lose mere motivation yeah. By the simple fact that they've already been labeled. You walk into a room and And people already have a certain expectation of you. Precisely. If you don't do well at a test, they're like, they're like, ah, of course, that's why it's a dialogue. So that is the narrative of, of, our society True. sometimes how do how did you guys not fall into that pattern and more especially how did you learn to keep yourself up uh, uh, you know your head above the True. water in those situations i think for me personally um 
I have a family that grounded me mm-hmm. a lot. They brought me back to earth a lot of times. And but the one experience that I'll talk about that that's when solidified me keeping my head above ground was when I met uh, my math teacher, Mampolanga. And she Mampolanga was like, Lesako, do you realize Hore there's a hundred special children here? Mm. You're not special anymore. You're not you're not great anymore. Like Konkatuto, you were a star. Yeah. You're not a star here. But you need to make sure that people say something about you. Whenever they, it doesn't matter what they, they need to be like, oh, let's go. Yeah. looks so beautiful. Like I, I didn't have to, people didn't have to know that I was poor. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to dress poor. I like wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, get dressed in whatever it is that you have. Make sure it's clean, rub it down, do yeah. whatever it is that you need to do. Poor shouldn't be a state of mind. A lot of people are poor. It's not something new. Poverty is not new. Yeah. But once people get into a state of mind of, yeah, okay, Vele, that's what they think you about me. You fall into the story of your life, yeah. though. You, you do. do. You fall into the story you of your do. life. And sometimes it is so, so easy to do that. It is. You know what? Easy. I can I can actually relate to that because, like we're saying, that it's very easy for people to have an idea of how they think the experience was, but nobody really knows the gist and the detail of it. Mm. I fell into the trap when I got to the Academy. Hello. Because when I got there, I was very confident, overly to Mm -hmm. some degree, you know, and then you have uh, your academics telling you, "Uh, sorry, not that great. (laughs) Not that great. (laughs) Not special. You have like, over a hundred other girls who are also like, uh, hey, I'm also great, you know. So when all of that was happening, it wasn't necessarily that um, you you thinking, oh, my God, no, I can't do it. Sometimes there were people in the environment. I've, yeah. I, I've, bas- I've had people say, you're not going to make it. It's not for you. You're not, you, you can't wow. do it. Yeah. I've had it. I've had it. When I was young, I had it True. through my time at the academy. True. And in your face, you won't make it. True story. And the power that words have is is is, is just, I, don't, I can't even describe True. it. Because then, as a child, I'm coming into this environment. I'm very vulnerable. I'm already struggling academically. True. I'm looking at you as an older person to say, okay, you know what? Give it your all. Mm. But no, you're saying the opposite. Mm. So I'm obviously going to take it in. I'm obviously going to think, oh my gosh, yeah. that was part of the reason why I, I struggled so much because I do have people on the one side saying, you know what? You can do it. Mom Oprah was literally so worried Your like biggest fan. on the phone like given how you doing you can do it but the power of words and negative words mm. at that this one person said you will not and everything else that I, it's so I've funny how hearing, yeah, it's so funny how you know? one negative comment Persi- it can just your whole the entire thing. what what is it is it just human nature it's, it's, because I, you can receive nine great remarks yeah. You'll but like, that uh, one thing, that one thing. I think it's that also that thing that you don't believe that you're special enough. So mm. even if people tell you you're awesome, you, you don't could, believe it. Yeah. But when someone says to you, you're not that great, you believe it. Yeah. Because I, for me personally, it's something that you grew up with. Because then people in your neighborhood would be like, 
oh, but you're not that great, hey. Mm. Yeah, you went to the school, but like, ah, you're not going to last, hey. Oh, you went to varsity, but mm, you're not going to. You're not going to get a job, hey? Mm. Yeah. So it's it's learned behavior. Our parents learned that yeah. when people put them down, that's when they believed them. So so they, they taught us that it's okay. It's not okay to shine. Yeah. I, that's what I felt. I think, that it wasn't I okay think to shine. What I've learned over the years, just looking back at the academy to now, is that even though they, we're not perfect, sure. like someone can say something now and it may get to me, but what I've realized and what I've observed is that it's really never about you. Never. It's, it's always about that about person. You. If you say, given you're not you're good ugly. enough, you're not going to make it, it's not about me. It's about you. And even at the time, you're looking back, the adult or the adults that said, she's not going to make it. I suggest she does something else. I suggest she goes to another institution. It wasn't about that. It was about the fact that they could actually see mm. the potential that was there. They could see the, the, the becoming of who I would possibly become. And instead of helping me through the struggle, the hurdle, it's just like, let's just put it down just to make sure that mm. she doesn't get True. there. For what good reason? You never really know. But it's it's never really about you. It's always about that person. So you have to understand what could possibly you True. know make them say that. Yeah. And when you understand that, oh, okay, it's intimidation, True. it's jealousy, it's envy, it's anger, it's it's wanting to talk to you but not knowing how to go about it. Mm -hmm. Then you know that okay, you know what? I won't take it personally because it was never about me to begin with. Then I think that is extraordinary yeah. Yeah. that you've realized that now. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, True. so many people are yeah. still taking things in. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. The way I'm looking at it now is maybe it's just part of the learning experience. Yeah. You'll never be immune to negative words. That's true. You'll never. Yeah. It's That's all true. good and well. I read a quote the other day because mm -hmm. I'm just trying to better my life. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> and said something along the lines of, "As big as the ocean is, a ship mm -hmm. will never sink unless mm -hmm. it lets the water in." Yeah. And that is what negative words should be to you. And I was like, "No, actually, that's not true." No. Yeah. I think the way in which you take those words and once is, you analyze mm. and you realize the fact that, okay, yes, I may be loud. And so yeah. this is the way I am. True. I'm not going to change. And you move on. Mm -hmm. It's about True. how you actually interpret that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it speaks so much about your mindsets and where you are yeah. and, and the conditioning you receive, but also mm -hmm. the lessons you learned against that conditioning, yeah. even at the young age of yeah. being 12 and 13 years mm -hmm. old. So, you were, of course, doing well in primary school. Mm -hmm. You were excelling academically. <laughs> yeah. Some girls were writing motivational Nineties. speeches. Hello. Yes. Okay, girl. They were out there flourishing. Yes. Some of us were still eating crayons in primary school. <laughs> Others were That's writing That's adorable. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Given was a special child. I was. So yeah. when you heard that, I'm not going to call her mom Oprah as well because I feel like, you know. I'm, You're with you me. Know her. I'm, in, I'm in the you circle. You're in the circle. <laughs> so when you heard that, Mum Oprah, even before then, just this great talk show host, mm. entrepreneur. Um, Hello. You know, I'm not saying so <laughs> this great speaker, businesswoman from yeah. America is now making an investment in yeah. South Africa. Yeah. And you heard about the school and yeah. you heard that she was, you know, building it and all the plans going into place. Mm -hmm. And you heard that she was looking for girls. Did you ever think I can be one of them? Yes. 
Definitely all the time. Listen, I'm so sorry. I remember the first time. I remember when we got the application forms. Because when did it happen? The school opened in 2007. But of course the planning happened. started way before. Way before. Like 2000. The planning was... The planning was already in 2000 when Oprah had met Mandela. Yeah. Oh, yes. And he was oh, like, yes. I need you to do this and this and this. I love that story. Yeah. Our I hope. Process, when did it start? 2006. The process of recruiting. Yeah. Oh, the mm. process of recruiting because, started in 2006. Because the story behind it is, yes. um, Mama Oprah visited Nelson Mandela True. at his home in Uno. Mm. And he spent, uh, and she spent 10 days there yeah. with Stedman as well. And she always says, and by the way, I hope with she With Daddy Stedman, by Ooh, the way. Daddy just Stedman. So that people just know out there in the world. Okay, I really want to keep it. <laughs> Man, we call him Uncle <laughs> um, and she always says that spending 10 days there and having 29 meals, if she were yeah. to ever write another book, she'd call it 29 meals. Mm. And I really hope she does. Um, but it was an, a conversation around how do you, how can South Africa change and how, how can, can you, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, between herself and Madiba, they realized that education was the answer. Yeah. So that's how that's the school great. came about. That's so when recruitment came about yeah. in 2006, Lesejo, you already like... <laughs> I she knew. knew. I, pro- I knew. I remember they got... Given and the other girls in our school got the applications a day before me. Yeah. I didn't get the applications. So were okay. I'm assuming the OLAG team was going around yeah, to certain schools, yeah, schools, to schools. and, to handing, schools out and handing them forms. out application forms. And then it was the teacher up to the teachers to identify. Certain yeah, people. so yeah, right. so the teachers were like, oh, "Given is great. You're getting an, and I didn't get one, and I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. And I remember I went to my previous school before I went to Katuto, and that's where I got the application form. And they were like, "No, we save this for you." Wow. Uh, like she called me She was like Let's go, Come in I don't care if you miss school tomorrow You need to come in And get this application form And I got it And I went home And immediately I was like Papa do you know I'm going to the Oprah school And my dad was like You're going to the what I'm like to the Oprah school She's like no And if, if people watch The initial video Because there was A building the dream Before, before building the dream yeah. Yes You will see I say come hell Or high waters I will go to, to that, that school. school. So I had already conditioned myself to go to the school. Mm-hmm. I told myself. Now, hearing words like this, yeah. and I'm really not trying to buy face because you guys are <laughs> sitting in front of me, but this is what I understand Mom Oprah was talking about when she the said that it factor. factor. The it factor. Yeah. Because with ladies who are in an environment at that young age mm-hmm. to say, I understand what is happening around me, True. but this is not going to be my Precisely. life. Yeah. This is and yeah. when you hear of the application yeah. process and you say with conviction, yeah. I'm going to be part of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> like for me, it was, it was, it was the first thing, like not even the application. I saw that like, okay, fill out your name if you want to go to the school and stuff, you know, for me, it was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Mm. And when they were like, okay, you have an assessment. Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) It might just be something here. So when we went to the local high school to go write the assessment, Mm -hmm. that, that was when for me it hit because they literally gave you a blank piece of paper and they were like, draw a house and say something about this house. I remember you had to draw your dream house. That was the assessment. There was other things, but I remember the first one was draw your dream house. house. And for me, that's literally, this is like, you know, when you say these days, people think you make them up and really it's not. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, I think it's, it's who you are. It's, it just, it's the it, you know, that you don't even know you have. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was, don't take this for granted. Mm -hmm. Don't just, draw some house nyana saying okay you know what i like this house i see myself i made sure that i 
I told and I, I described why I wanted this house. So what did you do? And it was <laughs> it was a huge house. Like uh-huh. it was a huge house and I talked about my literally I was writing like I was writing I don't know like my typing it was so small <laughs> because I had so much to say yeah. that you know what this is where I am. My family and I are struggling at the moment. I've seen my mother struggle so much with me, you know, trying to do the best she can for my sister and I. I've realized that, you know what, this is an opportunity for me to change my life for the better. Mm. And this is the house I know I'm going to build for my family sure. once I go into the school. Because wow. I understand that the school is going to give me the resources that I need, the knowledge and the skills to be able to go out into the world, mm. work and be able to get this for my family. So when you came out of the interview, I mean the assessment, everyone had their own thing. And I remember one of the one of the students, I don't know them, it was from like another school. Or like, I be easy how why 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 did they make us draw like a house and stuff? You mm-hmm. know? So I was like, that's the thing that it wasn't just the house. They're trying to understand the story behind True. the house. You can't just draw. That is obviously, so big. that is like that is it just so made sense to they me make... right now. <laughs> it's about the vision. The it's vision. About the vision. It's about wow. that's that's what you needed to understand when you were looking at that piece of paper. That they're it's not asking you to, to get creative and they don't want put to in the colors. No, they want to know why. Why this house? What you thinking behind this particular house? And that's when it clicked for me, not only for the application and the process, but for my life to say, you know what, this is why I'm doing this. I'm mm. doing this for my family. I'm doing this for myself. And later on, I'm doing this for my community. That's why I'm doing this. Sure. So that's, wow. that's that. <laughs> Lisa, what did you draw? <laughs> I remember I drew a very simple house, but I remember I filled my house with people because mm. I'm, I'm an only child and uh-huh. it was just me and my dad for a long time. And I was like, I, my experience of life would be so much better if I had sisters with me and mm. brothers and people who were constantly around me because my only experience was my dad and school, but I wanted other people and I drew people around. There was a very simple house. It looked like my house. It had like windows, yes. and a little door in the front, a door in the back, yeah. and it had like a shady garden on the side. <laughs> it wasn't an amazing house, but I filled it with people because that's what I wanted in my life. Yeah. And then the academy, like it just made sense to me. Yeah. That's what I got. I wanted people in my life and I got powerful. like 107 sisters out of it. Yes, yeah. way more than you bought. Way, way more. more. I drew, I drew like two people and I got 107. Take Won't, he Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Who needs the Kardashian sisters? Hell no. I have 107 sisters. I don't have time for the Kardashians. So I, I need to understand, you You go for this assessment at a local mm-hmm. high school and then what's the time frame till you get an answer? And Yo. what answer do you get after a while as well? We, no, we, we got, it was, I think it was, it was, we did the assessment in like October. October of like 2006. Yeah, it was yeah. towards okay. the memory end of the year. Is way better than yeah, mine, it was so. to, we did the assessment in October. And then I remember it was during the holidays, mm-hmm. like right before the holidays were about to end. No, in September. Because mm-hmm. during the, you know, the two weeks in September, yeah. we wrote it right before those two weeks holidays. And I remember we were home and they were like, no, um, you, the, remember? 15 And then girls. we went to St. John's. Then we went to St. John's. There for, was a whole process. There was a re- After the assessment, yeah. it was St. John's. St. John's. And it what was, was that for? It was literally everything. So they were basically assessing 
you as a person and who's we got this to meet whole, Oprah. Where do you come from? Now, is that when you met Mom Oprah there was for the a, first it time? Was she the showed third up. Time. She, yeah, she'd come, like, for the first, she'd already been to our school a few times. Mm-hmm. So we'd already met her. And then on that time. So what was your thought? Sorry, I need to get into that. <laughs> When I, you see this lady on a little screen, yeah. you know, every afternoon. And yeah. True. And it now was she's surreal. in your classroom. It was so surreal. I remember yeah. we were sitting down and they were like, okay, Oprah's going to walk in. I remember we were like, oh, we're going to ask the best questions. Yes. And no one's going to... If, no, if someone knew tried our to names read, before because she was like, hey, let's say I got yeah. Yeah. Given. Oh, yeah. So we were like, hi. Sorry, just a quick question. How did you not like melt onto the floor? Listen, no, no, just like hello. Our heads were soap, and I remember you and I were sitting. We were sitting, yeah, together, we're sitting together, together, us together. Yeah, yeah. And then be like, oh, and she, she literally, she walked into the classroom. She hey, was like, hey, 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 because it's totally normal. Yeah, it's yeah, so <laughs> normal. It's almost passe, but it's like, oh, it's Oprah. Really? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. But the, I remember inside, I was, I don't know if I can say this on air, <laughs> shitting myself. <laughs> you must have. Because I was like, okay, yeah. right after hello, what do we say after yes. that? Because yeah. I re- remember when she was coming into our homes and I was showing her around Uncle Tom's and I was like, what am I going to say to this woman to not look like an so idiot? So, Oprah, mm-hmm. in part of the process, yeah. also goes and visits you at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She did. Now, it is one thing to prepare for your neighbors <laughs> Listen, coming over. Oprah, Oprah <laughs> We had, we had, they had to put like black plastic bags over the gate. So it that, was serious. Why, why did they have they to do that? They shut down the whole street. They, they literally, I remember wow. the camera crew. Remember about Olile? They yeah. went into the homes and they were like, ah, we have a very important person coming in. And I, like, in retrospect, I feel like they shouldn't have done that mm-hmm. because then people were like, oh, I wonder who is it? Yes. <laughs> All just waiting. So they had to ask for permission. Yeah, yeah. they were like, we, we want to shut down. We want to shut down between the hours of six and 11 because shooting was, yeah, I didn't, Shem, I feel for celebrities who are always in the, like, shooting and stuff. It's yeah. really hard work. The cut yeah. and stop and do this. And do it again. One more time. One oh, more time is ridiculous. Never more time. <laughs> one more time. One more time. And then <laughs> shut down the whole street. And yeah. then, then, then she drove into the street and people were like, So you knew it was happening. We but knew. as you stood yeah. and you saw that car roll up. <gasps> Listen, God, no. When were you ever ready? So, well, you were never no. ready. And people were like, "It's up, huh? It's up, huh? Because I, 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 I'm trying to just put myself in those. It, it was. I, I'm just getting hot just thinking about ridiculous. it. It's ridiculous. You sweat. It, it, like, oh, it's more than just oh, a, a huge star yeah, coming yeah. to visit us. But this is now. The realization that this could be the person who literally changes, changes our your life. life. Exactly. I think at that moment when, when, when we, given and I were called and a few other girls and they were like, Oh, Oprah's going to come to your house. I was like, Oh, we got this. <laughs> Why would Oprah come to our house if we didn't cut this? Yeah. We yeah. got this. Yeah. And at that moment I was like, I wasn't worried because I knew she was going to make it. I wasn't worried because I knew several other girls were going to make it. I was like, Hey, did Oprah call you? Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to the school. <laughs> Wow. Don't even ask any questions. So what does Mama Oprah do at your house? Does she ask for tea? Does we, she like We had we went we went to go buy Gorda 
Yes. Like the following street and we bought Gata and she was like, Oh, is this what you generally eat every day? And my dad was like, No, she's lying. We don't <laughs> eat Gata. <laughs> she's just being, she's just trying to impress you. She knows what she's supposed to cook <laughs> in the house. Today she's not cooking. Cause I remember the camera crew had given me money and they were like, Do you want to cook or do you want to go buy something to eat? I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, I want to buy something to eat. Like I do it every, my dad was like, Why is that? Yeah. And I was like, because Oprah's here, we're trying to feed her no pop though. Yeah. But I remember and she was like, oh, this is really nice. It's like bread. And, and I was like, yeah. And, she, and then afterwards she was like, uh, can we go get a burger somewhere? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's fine. There's a pl-. And then we went down. That famous road in oh, Villagas yeah. Street. And yeah. then we went to go have... And I'd, I'd never been there before. And I was like, oh, I'm even here with Oprah. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> Kevin, was it the same for you? No, it really wasn't Um, for me. Because I think the the first building a dream that they had, mm-hmm. you know, Lesoho was actually a part of that. But for me, it was more behind the scenes. Like, yeah. I didn't do the whole... Her coming to my place and, you know, and surf. <laughs> but I knew, you know, I was like, no, she got me. I get it. Yeah. Fine, you know, my, my first encounter with her was when we did the, the third, um, interview, which was with her. Mm-hmm. That's when that she was, when was deciding. meeting one on one. Yeah. That's was when Gail also there. She yeah, was there she as was. well, you know, but when you went into the room, that's who you were sitting in front of. Wow. Like Oprah just there. Well, for me, that's who was there. Like Gail wasn't sitting there or anything. Mm-hmm. And my ears, guys, I will never forget the heat. My <laughs> ears were on fire. Like that's when you know you are overwhelmed and nervous at the yeah. same time and excited because I, I sat there and she was very welcoming she was very warm mm-hmm. you know she had a bottle and of water. she had a bottle of water so she was like are water? you okay do you need some water i was like you know what yeah let me have a sip let me have talk to you. some of that water <laughs> no, get some you know water. and she 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 was because of her presence because of just how down to earth she is mm. and how motherly the feel that she has to her, it was very easy for me to just speak from the heart. And I think that for me was when I knew that, okay, you know what? I, I got this. Mm. I'm going into the school True. because I, I was able to be genuine in telling my story and mm-hmm. in, in telling her why I want to go to the school. And, you know, she also asked me, what if you, what if you face challenges? How are you going to deal? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I told her, I was like, you know what? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say to you, okay, I'm going to make sure that I call you and I tell you that, you know, I told yeah. her, I was like, you know what? I trust myself well enough to know that I never give up. That's True. all that I can tell True. you. I don't know how I will deal, but I know that I will because mm-hmm. I have a fighting spirit. Hello. And so with that, I'm confident that, no matter what happens in the school, I'll still be able to pull through. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. I got there and I struggled for two years. I struggled wow. for two years mm. and she was there like the entire time. I'm not even going to, you know, downplay how much she did for me in that time mm. because she was on the phone every week asking to speak to me, asking to see how I'm doing. How are my classes? Am I getting the help that I need? Have mm. I read the book that she recommended? And at the end of the day, Everything that I had said to her at that interview is exactly what I lived up to. I made sure that even though I'm struggling, Mm. even though I feel like giving up, 
there are, I have people, I have a mother waiting on me mm. <laughs> to make something of myself so that I can take her out of the situation. What I like is that so, that is know, a commitment of yeah, the heart. Precisely. You know, you're not precisely. forced to sign anything. Precisely. It's not no. necessarily yeah. a contract. You aren't putting mm-hmm. money on it. It's a commitment of it's the heart. Cute. Exactly. And I think more than anything, she she realized the sincerity. She realized how genuine I was in saying that. And I, I received her energy as well. Mm. You know, that's when, that's when I knew, listen, I knew in the beginning, I, I didn't, you know, I was like, just going you know with me. it to see how it's going to go. But after that day with her, after, after, you know, just the embrace after the interview, I was like, there's something here. There's really something here. And, from there, that's when she came to the school, and you know she was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> so this is yeah. it's so, so it's, incredible. It's, it's, it's really been like people see it and they think, oh my god, it's really been a journey. It's really been yeah. a long time coming. It's mm. it's we've known her for the longest, you know, yeah. and ten years. It's it's been a while, and the thing with her is all she wants from you is just sincerity, just. Mm mean what you say and if you if you say that's what you're going to do then do it then do it if you can't do it then say Mm. i i don't think i'll be able to do this Mm. you know so that experience with her at that particular time just assured me that okay you know what go into the school and just knock it yeah Yeah. but i'm sure you were you've gone through all of these emotions and all of these phases Mm -hmm. but it is you know that's one thing but it's another to now drive up to the estate and you see <laughs> Oprah and Free Leadership Academy for Girls. Mm-hmm. And you see the logo. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and you act. Wow. Mm-hmm. How is that? Because now you are, I, 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 I don't know which girl specifically said this, but p- there was a girl who marveled at just having her own bed. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. true that there was really like a, a ban on how long you spend in the shower because it's just amazing. <laughs> no, that because was ridiculous. Okay, because that people was were really doing ridiculous things. No. Okay, I remember. <laughs> just be, <laughs> no, you cannot be in the shower because for 30 minutes yeah, people when we wake have up to be in school at 5.30 in, in the morning. Like, so, remember we had like a, oh we had a whole monitor. No. We had a whole monitor. So, we just got so loud Yeah, it's such a sensitive <laughs> issue. <laughs> like, it was so sensitive. But that shows how much of a like a shift it is. Going to the school. And, and then like, people literally we had a whole moment. I remember wake up time was like five thirty and then they they they'd ring the bell to wake everyone up. Yes. And then people would stand, they'd put like their towels behind the, the shower. To say I'm number they'd, one. And yeah. they'd be like, I'm number one. <laughs> And then it's like 5.30 and number and quarter past six, number one is still in the shower. And What's you're like, what are you still doing? Are you swimming? Are you swimming? <laughs> you are swimming in the water. And then by the time you take a bath, it's like it's ice late. cold. Wow. And you're like, what the hell is going on? And breakfast, I remember they had to take out tomato sauce from the table because remember everything was drenched in tomato sauce <laughs> potatoes bread, every single thing and then they came to us they were like girls um we're taking away Tone tomato sauce from you because you guys are a little bit extravagant when it comes to the tomato but sauce folks you know i i, I, <laughs> I understand yes yeah I we understand. were excited yeah. i lived in the house we know tomato sauce was something you had in december it was special oh. so to for have me, it for every me it was day. a shower like i was like okay you know what this is ridiculous i actually don't like this like this whole thing that like water is just in jail like yes. i feel like i'm not getting like, a proper bath yeah, like, what is this <laughs> 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 
yeah. I want to see. Let me see the water. Let me see it stored somewhere. Let me see myself. Just this. Is hot. This yes. is not bathing. I know what this is. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> what? Because you know, it is not just a school. Precisely. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. It's not just any other True. average school. Mm-hmm. You are in a different world. True. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make it sound like you know the Wizard of Oz. No, yeah. no, no. It was it a was. little in a bit different like world that makes you the m- main priority. I think that is. puts you first. Yeah, I think the. I think for me, it just goes back to what you were talking about just now, like getting to the school. Seeing the logo, it listen eating the food. The, listen, you were never ready, okay? Like my personal chef on some, I cooked everything for you, oh, and you're just like that first what? meal. What? what was the first but meal? I, hey, honey, like, I remember. Okay, I remember table. before everyone went to the school, there was the first fifteen girls to be selected, and uh-huh. I remember we were part of the first fifteen girls, and we had like a high tea at the school, mm-hmm. and there was the first time I'd seen macaroons and, and crumpets, and oh my, I was like, and you goodness. can have. Like imagine and they were like, you can have sugar. whatever like, you have whatever want. You want. And I was like, but what if I'm full? And they're like, you can take it home. I was like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> can't get biscuit, can't get biscuit. <laughs> and we were throwing stuff into our bag, wow. and it, it, it didn't feel like people were judging us because yeah. the chef. I remember chef also was like, let's say ho. You look like you can eat. And I was like, you know me. <laughs> you know me. And she was, I've got some mac and cheese in the back. You can take some home, girl. Take some home. <laughs> that is crazy. It was, you know what? I really wish, like, I think you can never really take away how the experience True. was coming. It mm. was, it was it, surreal is not even the word. It like, you're going in there and they're saying, okay, right. Uh, we basically have a, a, a schedule for you guys. So mm. you're just going to go put down your bags. You have to go to the gym, get your clothes. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. You're like, there was oh, a the, mall. We, we had a mall. We had a mall that day. Mall. Yeah, there yeah. was a mall. And like they shut out the whole gym. They and had they like clothes. Then they were like, okay, is this? Okay, this is yours. You need to go get your name tag on it. And I was like, my clothes have name tags. Yeah. And they belong to just me. That's really. I Every, mean, it was really. It was. We had a toiletry shop. Because by then though. What reality sets in Because as yeah. great as it is To not have macaroons <laughs> yeah. To have Chef Art Smith for you oh, The reality is There is now an expectation Station of you yes. To not just succeed, yes. succeed But to excel, excel. excel. So stick to the schedule You, you know, just go sounded to the gym. like Oprah in that one moment right? I promise I you yeah, you, really, you. It I'm feels like you were that. right there Because that's exactly what she said yeah. to us She's I'm like not ready I've, for that. I've given you everything, everything. you could possibly Exactly to succeed. Mm-hmm. Now I expect you to excel. Mm-hmm. Exactly what she said. But that to is us. not easy, though. That it, is it not isn't. easy because it now, when you wake up that first morning, yeah. you realize you are away from home, work away from the comfort of of your family, your, family, your friends, that support system, the food, <laughs> and you know it's now not about the food or the yeah. tomato sauce yeah, no, or how yeah. many pieces of cutlery or crockery mm-hmm. you yeah. have. Yeah. You now have, have to, to push. Work. How was mm-hmm. that? I think given and uh, my experiences were different because yeah. given and I were in the same class 80 in the beginning and people were like yeah 80 is for the smart children yeah. that's where the all the smart ones. children are and I remember I'm I was very cocky mm. I was like Ugh. like if if people really know me then I it it Honestly, it did. It wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult for me at the time. Mm-hmm. I took to things very, very easily. Mm-hmm. So academically, there wasn't a very big struggle. My struggle for me was socially, mm-hmm. because I 
innately I'm a tyrant. Mm-hmm. I, I've discovered it like now, <laughs> but innately I'm a t- I say whatever I want, yes. whenever I want, however yeah. I want. So my struggle for me, so I also had the same relationship with my mom. She was calling me every day, but she wasn't checking on my schoolwork. She was checking, was I nice today? Lissaka, <laughs> <laughs> did you say anything mean to people today? So that was my struggle at school mm-hmm. was adjusting to not being the star anymore and mm-hmm. people not listening to just me mm-hmm. and trying to work hard on not being a mean girl because that's really what I was because I knew I was special yeah. and I wasn't going to let anyone else tell me any different. But you know, that's what I love. That was your development. That was yeah, my that development. Was and that was your journey yeah. that you had to I had to go through. Yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. If any of my English teachers are listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she... Re- because I was I was a little... I remember, I was like, why were we reading Romeo and Juliet? How come we can't read any black authors? How come... My English teacher, Miss Kay, wherever you are in the world, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> we'll we'll send this to her. Oh, please. A sincere apology so that at was the end my, of it. That was my yeah. journey with my, this my, oh My... Like I said before, it, it was really a struggle. Mm-hmm. And the thing is... You know, Lissa was very social. Like she, people think I'm like. Oh, I, I've come to know that. Ex- you know what? Like people think I'm, I'm, I'm extroverted and I'm like out there. It takes me a second. It True. really takes me a minute. And when she got the, to the academy, she was able to just, you know, maneuver and make friends and everything. Like for me, I think it was just a cultural shock as well. Like, mm. ugh, listen, it just went bad. Like it went left very mm. quickly because. It was the school. Mm-hmm. It was just the social as well. I was reading books on how to stop being depressed. Like I was. I remember. I was, I was getting books out of the library on how to deal with adjustments, how True. to be better, how to, you know, they had what all these. What was it particularly? Was it the fact that you are in a new environment? Mm-hmm. That you did not have that support system you used to have? Yeah. Can you pinpoint? I think, I think for me at the time, it, it, it was really about the self more than it was about the external environment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was an internal battle of coming into an environment that says, you know what? You really are good, but you still have to, you have some work to do. You don't mm-hmm. know as much as you think you do. True. So for me, that was my struggle. Like I thought I knew everything until mm-hmm. I got there and until I got into the classrooms and they were saying, right, basic, um, let's just see where you are mathematically. Here's a sum. It was very easy. Mm-hmm. Exponents. I had no idea. I literally stopped writing and I was like, I started crying. I remember. Crying was my life. Like mm-hmm. for the longest. Because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. This is very frustrating. Because that is now breaking yeah. down it's, it's, what you thought of yourself. Of, it's, it's literally just like, go. it's the opposite of everything I ever knew about wow. myself. So here I am and I'm feeling like, why am I here then if I can't even answer and a you simple start doubting things? And then you have all these other young people mm-hmm. so vibrant on some. Yes, yeah, I know the answer. Me, me, Lisa me. coming to you, <laughs> giving me like, Okay, there you go. <laughs> and even then, just, you know, then everything else just seems like it's going left because then socially, you know, she's there, but we both were. It's very funny how at Oleg, we're still friends, mm-hmm. but we still had our own. People didn't think we were friends we were like actually, because we never hung out together. We had other wow. circles because we were academy, so different, yeah. you know. So before then, though, I I literally there was a time where I just felt alone. I felt like, okay, then who, who's here? Like when everyone started that first month, everyone knows who they're gonna sit with, and I'm like, yo, wow, hmm. 
who who and it's like yo and it, you start crying because you're like oh my god no like this can't be my life i yeah. came here i had all these i have sisters like why not them like but they also scattered into their own cliques mm. so for me it, it it was really difficult like just the adjustment yeah into the academy but you know but then that's why I have to say the biggest investment or the greatest thing that mom Oprah did with the school, it's not lending her name to it. It's not donating mm. the money, but the fact that you even said she was available True. to talk Very to you. Available. Or to talk at you and tell you, yeah, you're yeah. out of it, girl. Like she was, she was there at every point of our lives. I remember everyone knew the struggle with given academically. It mm. wasn't a secret. You know, and she, it wasn't something she kept a secret, but Mom Oprah used to come and be like, do you think Given is doing well? Lesoko, have you spoken to Given today? So it was that, it was that culture that she was always right there with us. Um, yeah. And I think it was also, and people thought that she didn't show up. Mom mm. Oprah, for the first few months of the school, she was always there every day, making sure lean, linen was cleaned, mm-hmm. yeah. making sure the food we were getting was so right. Every she, single detail. Every, every single thing. Like people Love don't realize the, the amount of thought she put into cutlery, into toilets, into linen, into what the walls would look like. When I woke up in the morning and the color of the walls made me so happy. They were like orange and green yeah, and wow. vibrant. And she was like, I wanted you to wake up and feel like you were in a playroom <laughs> and you weren't in a school yeah. At some stage I felt like This ain't a school Uh uh-uh. <laughs> No No <laughs> I have to say I'm sorry I work for Gareth Cliff A man who I have admired yeah. For the longest yeah. of time For his career And what he has done In the media world He's amazing And now I'm in yeah. the media world Myself And I get to work with him So there are moments Where he will call me And I see Caller yeah. ID Gareth Cliff Like yo Gareth Cliff's calling me <laughs> So how does it feel when you're just checking your email and it says Oprah Winfrey? Oprah Winfrey is messaging me. Yeah. I'm sure you had those moments. <laughs> you know what? It's it it feels because the thing is, for me, I you know still keep contact and everything yeah. to see. Maybe she'd also send emails back at times, and it's. I don't think it's nothing. You can never get used to it. I have to tell you the honest truth. Like to be honest, like I know it's like okay, it's. Mom Oprah, yeah. but for her to have taken time out, exactly to just be like, to just be like, okay, um, okay, hey, given, hope you all love, my, and I'm just like, wait a minute, <laughs> how many people, okay, including people I really admire, like celebrities, are yes. sending her emails, and mine is in between, and she's just like, hey, given, hope you well, you know, she could like, be deciding to have lunch with the Obamas. True. She could be in Maui. She True. could be changing the world in some way. I mean, I remember um, after we did the, you know, when we were recording the the Building a Dream, mm-hmm. um, that moment when I actually start crying, that was real. Like people, so like, did you nothing plan? Was staged. Did you plan to cry? I'm like, nothing. That was, was real because everything I had gone through at the academy came back. Everything mm. that people had ever said to me, whether it's you need to stop crying and get to work or you're not going to make it or keep to keep trying, you know, mm. everything literally just came rushing back. And I remember, you know, just in that moment of embrace and everything, she was like, you know what? 
let's go to my house. You need to get something to eat. I was like, hallelujah, <laughs> let's go. Do you remember those moments? Let's go. Because she, people don't realize that whenever she came to South Africa, she had a house on campus. Yeah. It was down the road. Yeah. Okay. And then they'd be like, oh, Dylan, Mom, Oprah's house. And we'd be like, what? Let's go eat. <laughs> just walk down so the streets of living and... Oh, yes, to, that's another thing I love about the campus. They're different. Yeah, the, the there's streets different, on end. The streets, so streets of, of living, living is where the dorms are, and mm-hmm. then the streets of learning is where the classrooms and the library yeah. is. So, if anyone has seen the video or the school, you'll yes. see they even have signs for it. That like is streets amazing. Of living, yeah. Streets of learning. Yeah. But, ladies, you excelled. Yeah. You yeah. didn't just succeed. <laughs> we excelled. And you, yeah. you excelled. Yeah. And it wasn't easy by mm-hmm. any margin. No. But you made it. Yes. So when that day came in 2011, when you walked across that stage in those white dresses <laughs> yes. and you sat on that stage, and I'm sure I think it was a very unique experience as you looked out and you mm. saw your family, the teachers, yeah, everyone, <laughs> and everyone there sitting at that mm-hmm. moment and you Go back to being 12 and you go back to being 13 years old and you're like, I've made it. I did it. How does that moment even feel? How can you even put that moment into words? (laughs) I think for me, listen, okay, I won't say I cry a lot. Like I'm very emotional. Like the smallest things just (laughs) Just make you cry. And things like that, which are very close to my heart, like my struggles and, Mm. you know, my, my efforts and my performance, you know. That moment for me was just like, okay, not like during the actual graduation, but that evening when I was back home, I I literally was just like in tears because I was like, wow, like I did it. I remember Mm. watching the news and the graduation was on the news and I was just like, yo, I was there that like I, I was one of those girls Mm. and there were so many times where I would cry because of the question, will I make it? Mm. And I had. So that was just like, oh my God, I did it. I can do it. Like whatever it is, I want to, I really can. Because that's what you realize at the end of it all. That no matter how much struggle you went through, no matter how much pain, no matter how much, you know, you had these ups and downs. Mm. At the end of the day, if you put your heart, your mind to it, you 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 will get it done. But you know, th- that's an interesting point. Yeah to be in Mm -hmm. but isn't it slightly stressful as well when you are told Mm. that you can be anything Anything. you want to (laughs) you can do anything you want to it's been stressful for me now like after like during varsity it was like okay i'm I'm still on the path i'm still doing it and then right after leaving varsity and graduating and my dad is like oh my god yes this is this is what we wanted Mm. this is the time i'm Mm -hmm. still i feel like I'm waiting. I feel like I, I'm not done yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still yeah. waiting for the moment where I'm sitting at the table where the decisions of, of the, the world, world are, are being made. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have not gotten there. Like, even though the school is over, mm-hmm. I still want to carry the ethos of the exactly. school throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I've started working now. I, I have a bigger picture. I don't want to just be rich and live in a big house. Yeah, yeah. I want, when people talk about me, if ever I, I do pass away anytime, I want people to be like, Lissaka made a difference. Mm-hmm. It may not have been colossal. It may not have been a million rand or anything yeah. like that. But I want people to be like, 
she did something. So I guess that's the part of the stress where now that you've been given the opportunity that's to the excel, yeah. where do you go from there? You've excelled. You've mm-hmm. done what you set out. You said you're going to go to school. You said you're going to finish. Mm. What now? But I guess yeah. as well, your vision changes. Yes, yeah. it does. Because when you're in an environment like mm-hmm. that, it's not just about, okay, I'm at school. I've yeah. done it. It's now, you know, Mum Oprah said herself, she wanted each girl to leave knowing who she is. Mm-hmm. And it's that internal pressure yeah. of wanting to find yourself, True. deciding yeah. what to do and yeah. go out there and, and how own to it. Do it. You know, the thing is, when you say that, it, it's it's funny because I think that's my struggle now, you mm-hmm. know. Um, there was pressure then, yeah. but no, <laughs> listen, it's pressure, pressure now. is now. <laughs> because even though there's just so many... The beauty of life is that you never stop learning. You yes. never stop growing. Everything you is never, teachable. But the beauty of being at the academy is that the lessons through experience, through the talks, is what you carry through the entire time. Mm. So I was dealing with one challenge then and I'm dealing with another now. Mm-hmm. You know, graduates, you know, getting my paper on the 31st. <laughs> yes. Hello. You know, I have my degree. But that's not it. I had plans mm. because I want to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. I had plans. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to UJ. I'm going to do my honors degree in industrial psychology. And then I'm going to do my master's. And then time for that to happen. And you don't have the funding. Mm. We are full. You can't do it. And I'm just like, what now? Stand still. Stand True. still. <laughs> Stand still. Mm. And at the time, you're applying for jobs as well because they're like, you know, keep your options open. You never know. Carry out 24 here and there. But I had set out a goal. I had worked. I worked. I made sure I got the grades. But even then, the grades were not good enough. It was never, it was enough. never about the grades. Now it's not about them. It's like, okay, so you said you were going to do this. What are you going to offer what the What are you world? going to offer now? So I, I, I'm, well, now I'm like totally bitter. But as humans, you go through so many phases in your life where you're like, I have a purpose in mm. this world. That was my biggest frustration that... I've had so many great things happen. I've come across so many great people. And here I am. This this can't be it. I can't be sitting at home like this. Like, this is not my purpose. This is not what I should be doing. So what now? Never stop. I, I'm, yeah. I can't even put myself in your <laughs> yeah, shoes. Because no. the mere fact that at 12 and 13, mm-hmm. your life was changed to the, to the point where... Yeah. Your vision was now more than you could have ever imagined. Imagined, exactly. And now you find yourself after going through this experience unlike any other. Mm -hmm. How do you even refocus and create a new vision? Mm -hmm. Because you've never pictured yourself at this point right now. You know what? You can never really... It's it's easy for people to say, so how will you... It's funny when you actually go through it. Yes. Going through it is the only way you will know how you will be able to deal, to come out, to learn from it. Mm. Because the key is to always keep your your values intact, to always understand your intention, what it is that you want to exactly. do. Because you will fall. I will not lie. You will fall. There will come a time where tears galore, okay? Like, tears galore. But in, that, in, in, in the midst of all that, the fighting spirit is there. 
it'll never die. So then it's just back to the drawing board. Lesego, has this experience made you all mm-hmm. closer? Because I, I would assume nobody actually understands yeah. what any of you have gone through except the girls who've gone through OLAG. Exactly. I think when we were at OLAG, the mm-hmm. experience made us closer. We were very close when we were at OLAG. Because you go home yeah. for holidays. Yeah. yeah. You know, after you've been told you are great, great. and you go, you exactly. go down the street of living and learning, yeah, yeah. and there are macaroons. <laughs> but now you go to the realities of seeing maybe the girl you went to school with pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe someone yeah. passes away. Yeah. yeah, and all of these realities are back mm-hmm. in the world True. that the majority of South Africa lives in. True, I, th- I th- that's what like when she was talking. That's what I wanted to bring up is that. When we were together, our visions were somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. When we left high school and we became Change. adults, in a sense, everyone changed. Someone that I was very close to in in high school and I was like, our visions are the same. You and I were on the same path. I realized that that person's thoughts, those person's dreams are not my own. And I think for a lot of the girls... And the reality is we we are special. Like people think all oh, the girls, we are special, but we are still girls. We are still human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of us have gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. Some have gotten married. Right. Some have yeah. moved into to foreign countries. Mm-hmm. We We are still human. We still make human mistakes. And a lot of us, the relationship has disintegrated mm-hmm. in terms of the fact that we don't really see each other anymore. But I remember every time we get a lot, like when we, when we get together for like functions at school, like career days or anything, it feels like that we first never, time. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. like, I haven't seen you in five years, but I like, the we'll jokes talk, are still we'll, the same. The jokes like... are still the same. <laughs> Everything still makes sense. But then I watch, I've, I remember we're going through something right now with one of the students that we went to school with. She's going through the most in her life. Mm-hmm. And it's playing out on social media so much. Mm-hmm. And, and everyone's like, oh, but she's an Oprah child. I'm like, but you forget that she's human first. Yes. She was not always going to be an Oprah child forever. She needs to make her own way in her life. Learn, that, yeah. That's the journey she needs to go through. And unfortunately, Oprah can't control that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the dreams and hope, they cannot control that. We all needed to go through our own journey like i've become if you ask her now i've become such a social recluse like i'm not on social media mm-hmm. uh i don't really talk to any of the girls all that much because i've i've become like like i've become so much into myself now i i'm working on on what i want to be and if anyone else sees that and they work on that for themselves that's great mm-hmm. i'm not trying to change the world i'm just trying to change me and i feel like every girl at the academy wants that for themselves we wish each other well Mm -hmm. but i feel like the focus now is me and Mm. what i want to do and it may seem selfish but i don't think it's selfish but also i think that is exactly what the ultimate intention was for the school Mm. you know not to create carbon copies of people not to go out (laughs) there and have many oprahs it is to be your Your best exactly and whatever that means and wherever you go, go and whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is what I feel is absolutely True. powerful. Yeah. Lesejo, you're now working. Yes. Mm-hmm. Given you've just graduated. When's, when's your graduation ceremony? The, like, honey, next week, next Monday! Monday. She's leaving on Monday. Oh. Okay. Halala, shine. Halala, shine. Halala. <laughs> Won't he do it though? Won't he just Did do it? Did you think we'd ever have degrees? I didn't think so. Yeah, well, that is what I was saying. <laughs> exactly. Your visions are exactly. now unlike anything, anything. else. Exactly. When you look back on 
things now in retrospect. What is, how would you sum up your OLAG experience? In a word or several words? Yeah, like, several words. Because a, a, a sentences. I, it was, it was insane, in essence, life altering. Life changing. Because yeah. when I was at OLAG, I saw for myself for who I really was. Yeah. I, Sorry. Okay. You saw yourself? For who I really was. When I was that at is OLAG. Amazing. When I was at OLAG, I saw the person that not that the person that I wanted to be or the person that people thought I should be. Mm-hmm. I saw the person that I am. I saw the journey when I was at Oleg. I saw it. I was like, this is the path that I was going to go on. I may not have seen at every single point what was going to happen. But when I was at Oleg, I was like, this is the person that I am. And therefore, when I went back home, I became that person. Mm. Whether or not any anybody else liked it or not, there was... I, didn't care at that point and you know that is what i wish people would get from this conversation today because you know i remember when the school was being established people were saying well why is oprah only investing in girls Girls. and how's it even possible that it's only a few girls when there's so many suffering in south africa for me it's it's not the from as an outsider it's not just about these four walls that make up a school School. or classroom it's about the the energy and the spirit of what that class room stands for that we should all adopt when you are told and i see you today Mm. standing as as examples of who you really are and your authentic self i use that in turn to be inspired to be my best version as well yes i didn't go to (laughs) oleg my goodness i would need a sex chain (laughs) and a time machine to go and be like 12 years old again but it's about taking that energy yeah, and that spirit yeah. and bringing it into my own life. True. Given what about you? What did the school mean to you? I mean, I think she said life altering. For me, it was just life changing uh, mm. completely. Um, you know, I, I, I had always understood that there's something special, mm-hmm. but it was never really put to the test. Like it was never really out there for me to see and recognize in my struggles and my successes and and you know everything that I was exposed to and with the academy you know I was I was able to I'm I'm, like I literally am that person we could be somewhere and I'd be like wow given what what is this here to tell you what is this Mm -hmm. here to teach you you know and it was in every experience whether it was the first time going and watching the Lion King sitting VIP section what is what is this here to tell you what is this here to to teach you you know experiences struggles and so for me every day is a chance to be better mm-hmm. as an individual to improve for me it, it's you know for Lesoho, it's about her and you know trying to get to that place mm. but for me it's more than that it's about working on myself well enough to be able to be there for the family mm. and eventually be able to give back to my community because I understand that the reason why we receive the opportunities we receive is so that we can use them and however much you can really to give back to that community or school or whatever. Mm. And so for me, the school has really just groomed me in, into this person who's always trying to think what next with challenges on the way. Okay, there's challenges. What next? What should you do next? You can't stop. You can never stop. You can never, never, never stop. Mm. You know, you're going through the most. You don't have a job. 
what next, <laughs> you know? And that is the what power of, of being Precisely. an environment like that. No one can yeah. take that away from no, you. But, no, listen. And the nobody. more OLAG girls are produced, mm-hmm. yes, the, yes. You are never ready. <laughs> the world. You are never. Much better because, place. you know, I think um, one of the things I can just share is just how worried everyone was, including Lissa, you mm-hmm. know, and my mother. Because it's very stressful when yeah. you've always been told that you have the power, you have the resources, mm-hmm. you can do it, go out there and get it done. And suddenly everything is like standstill. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I have the power. Yeah. I know I have, I know, I know, but this is the reality at the moment, you know? So in just bringing myself back up, it was just like, you know what? The aim is to never stop. Mm. And that just goes to, for anybody doesn't matter what it is you're going through cry about it at night wake up in the morning do what you need to do in order for you to be able to get to where you want to be and that i learned from the academy Mm -hmm. because had it not been for my struggles then i wouldn't be able to deal with my struggles in the present moment Mm. which is a very like it's a reality for me i'm a graduate unemployed looking for work i know i have potential i know there's much that's expected of me but what do I do now? Mm. And the really, the thing is just to keep moving. Go back to the drawing board. See what you can do, you know, because you have to start somewhere. True. We all have to start somewhere. You're not above anything. It's, exactly. Mm. So for me, it's, it's really just like those fundamental lessons that I learned then are really what's helping me to go through this phase True. now. Sure. That's the beauty of the academy. That's what it was able to do. Oh, yeah. Now, imagine if I didn't go to the school. And I still, you know, did yeah. well, you know, went to university. I don't think I would probably be dealing with my struggle the way that I am now. I probably would be thinking, oh, my God, no. This is it. This is the Picking, end. My you know life. what? This yeah. is the end. I may as well just sit at home, you Drink. know, maybe just, you know, I don't know, my mother, you know, see what she can do. But it's not for me. It's life is a battle. You You have to always fight. You become victorious. There's always something else on the way. And... What's your definition of being victorious now? Oh, wow. Going through it and still being able to come out strong. You Mm -hmm. don't have to win. Just coming out stronger than you were going in. Wiser than you were. Wow. So that that's my definition of of victorious because I haven't won every battle. Mm -hmm. If I did... I wouldn't be saying I'm an unemployed graduate. <laughs> I'd be saying, ah, listen, things went my way. You never really are going to get it. Mm. But this battle has, I'm victorious because I was able to rise above it, mm. become stronger and wiser. Lesejo, what's your definition of dreaming big? Uh, my definition of dreaming big. <laughs> I think... Everyone's got a different dream. Everyone's mm. got different aspirations and realities mm. and whatever. But I think my definition of dreaming big is just when you do have those dreams, understand them for what they really are. Mm-hmm. When you dream about driving a car and a certain type of car, that shouldn't be the end goal. Mm. You should be understanding what is it going to take for me to drive an Uno first mm-hmm. before I drive a Maserati. What is it going to take for me to get a back room before I buy a home. And mm. so I think that's, you can, everyone dreams big, but you need to understand the nitty gritty of the dream that mm. they don't just 
poof, there's no magical cloud that happens what and happens, poof, yeah. they're there. So for me, dreaming big is, it's great to dream big. Mm. But are you ready for the consequences of dreaming big? Mm. So when you're ready for the consequences, I think you'll realize your dream. That sometimes you're going to have to be crushed down yeah. on your way to that yeah. dream. Yeah. And are you ready to face that? People are going to say no. Yeah. Like I was a graduate and I was <laughs> like, I remember when I started employed. working, yeah. I was not getting paid where I was working. Mm-hmm. I would nothing. And my dad was like, but and I was like, these are the consequences of my dream. Mm. I want to get to a certain place and it's going to take not I getting paid mm. for me to get there. So yeah. I guess that's realizing the dream is accepting the consequences that, that come with it. That is building the dream. Yeah. That building is building the dream. Ladies, this is the last question I have for you. I can't believe like we've been sitting here <laughs> forever and ever. Amen. Amen. <laughs> but this is the the biggest thing that I'd like to know from you. You know, there are so many labels that have been bestowed on you, whether yeah. willingly or oh, just, uh. you know, one can look at you and just say, oh, it's a South African. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a black girl. Mm. Oh, it is someone who has academic ten- talent and leadership yeah. potential. And they came from a household with less than 8,000 rands per month. Mm. And they went to Oprah's school. And, oh, they have Oprah on speed dial. Mm. Oh, now they're an Ola graduate. Yeah. But what is the label you have on yourself? And what is the narrative of your own life? Oh, God. He did throw it at us. He did. He did. That's the last question that I've done out of your head. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm not sure if I am answering the question, but I will say this. I remember the first time we met Mom Oprah. She said, when someone shows you who they really are, Mm -hmm. believe them the first time. So for me, I want people, whenever they see me, regardless of where I am, I want them to see the real Lissachor. So whenever, wherever I go, I don't want people to be like, uh, she felt like, uh. yeah. Mm. if I'm loud and obnoxious, which I kind of am, I want you to see that mm. I'm not going to dumb it down. I'm not going to hide who I am to make you feel comfortable mm. at all, at all. I'm always going to be the best version of myself that I can be. I'm going to be loud and spunky and fun, sometimes a little bit mean. And that's who I am. So whenever you meet me, I want you to feel like whether you liked it or not, you got who I really was. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that and I never change it. And that I feel like that that for me is is answering the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear what you mean. I hear what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> because what you're basically saying is beyond any other title. Just see who I am. Just and I'm see not perfect, who I am. And I may have flaws and you may not like me. But that's who I am. That's just who I am. And whatever title you decide to put on it, that's really up to you. Oh, but I like the title of, you know, 100% pass rate, you know. Hello. Founding class. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. That's really also amazing. But just whomever you feel that I am for you, because I'm different people for different people in my life. So whomever I am for you, I hope that person you experience. You're not one sided. Everyone has several aspects. Different facets. So Mm -hmm. I hope whichever. Lesekho you get, Lesekho changes your life and that Lesekho is amazing and she's sparkly all the time. And what about you, Miss Given? The pressure, y'all. Hello. <laughs> you see why it's good to go fast. Because <laughs> yeah, you are sitting here calculating. Yeah, I was like, one, I know. Four. What am I going to say? Carry the four over. <laughs> now you need to think. I think for me, m- more than anything, it's not a word, but I think young woman on a mission. Mm. Is, is how I would describe it. Um, 
you know what i've listen life has thrown stocks honey you mm-hmm. know Rocks, who's like it's a stock sorry. <laughs> Rocks. <laughs> English <laughs> English men think life, kill life you. has really just done a couple of things. But I am a woman on a mission. Hello. Whether it is academically, mm. whether it is socially, whether it is I don't know what other but for me it's it's always about becoming better. How how can I become better than I was yesterday? How can I become better than I was 10 years ago, mm. you know? And in everything that I I I, I do everything with heart. Mm-hmm. I will love you with all my heart. I will be dedicated and committed to your friendship or to my family or whatever, you know. Relationship not so much, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> hey, you suck at those. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, com- committed to what my promise is to you, mm. just like I've made a promise to myself regarding my future, that I will become great and in turn use that greatness to empower other young people to become great is as much as I'm going to commit myself in the same way to my family, to my friends, to my finances, because mm. you need those things to be able to survive. So for me in, in everything in my spiritual life, you know, I'm a woman on a mission. I mm. am working towards becoming a better me each and every single day so that no matter what comes my way, I'm still able to rise above it either way. Whether it's life, whether it's your career or it's your friends, you know that, okay, you know what? This is how you should go about it. This is how you deal. Never stop. Keep moving. It's so fascinating. But that for me is what a leader is. Yeah. Someone who keeps on going. Yeah. Someone who sticks to their guns. Yeah. And someone who's constantly evolving and learning. Precisely. Yeah. Yo. Clips once for all. Good tip. <laughs> thank you. Dip. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank because you. Because you two have taught me so much more. You've opened my eyes on so many things. Mm. And you, more than anything, have shown me and are a true example that you are the product of... Not of the, your circumstances, yes. but are a product of your choices. Exactly. Because whatever may happen to you, whether you may go to OLAG, mm-hmm. whether you may not, whether your father was there, whether your father was, yeah, not, was not, whatever yeah. may happen, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about the decision yeah. and the choice you have. Mm-hmm. And that is what a true leader is. Yes, definitely. And that is what Ooh. building a dream is all about. Yes. I thank you so much for sharing this last edition of the show with me. Thank you for having us. I think you it's ended it cool. very well. This is she a good says way. ever so modestly. Listen, like, listen I'm anything but modest. <laughs> ever so modest. So well that you spent it with me. What a grand way to end your show. But... Miss Lesejo, Miss Given, all yes. the best with your future. Thank you. you. No, I, I, I watched that uh, f- first graduating class of Oleg mm-hmm. and Mum Oprah says she may not be able to pinpoint, I mean, I'm paraphrasing her, she may not be able to pinpoint exactly what all of you yeah. will do, but she can say that she's ready to be amazed exactly. and now fully know what she means. Yeah. So I thank uh-huh. you so much for reiterating that point and for also ending off this amazing journey that I've been on right here <laughs> on cliffcentral.com with Untapped Talent. So you made it ever so amazing. And so most especially though, thank you for listening. We've been through this every single Friday from 9 till 10 a.m. And you've been listening as I learn along the way and I chat to these amazing people. And I hope that in whatever comes on next, you share the journey with me. To the very last time, my name is Sia and I'll see ya. Hi.
Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com.